Hello, I'm Hugh Cooney, inventor of the internet and storyteller. And this is the tale of the Christmas Leprechaun. Now, I never had the pleasure of meeting my parents, and I was left to live with my grandmother, literally in the middle of nowhere. And she was very, very small, and she was not very good crack at all. She didn't do too much to ease my mind. Say I thought something was in my wardrobe, or there was something under my bed in this cottage where we lived. Now, the cottage was absolutely freezing. Sure, I used to have to dance the whole time before getting into bed to warm up. Now, my grandmother was from a different time. So you might forgive her, but you might not. She had a blackthorn shillelagh, a walking stick. But it was more for whacking than walking. And she was awful tight with her money. The rare time I'd see one of the neighbours, they seemed to be of the impression that we were flush. That we had the few bob. Not that I ever saw it. Now, she had some work ethic and made sure I was busy around the house, you know. Doing all sorts of jobs, chopping wood, washing clothes, scrubbing this and that. The place was absolutely immaculate, mind you. But I spent so much time just polishing her shoes. She had so many shoes. She was small, but these shoes were wincy, you know? Like almost too small. And sure, I never saw her wearing them, so I didn't know what she did with them. She had her own like little shoe rack uh, just with them all kind of presented. Really nice, actually, when I think about it. Now, I'm not sure how far you live from the shops, but the place that we lived, it was 10 miles to the shop. And at the drop of a hat, my grandmother would make me go get the messages, you know? Get the bits and bobs, get this and that. But God knows what she'd be sending me for. She'd be sending me for a bag of turnips. Something heavy. Sometimes a bag of stones. I don't know why. It was like she was trying to get rid of me, you know? And if I didn't go, she had that little stick. Now, she was small, but she could give you some whack of it. And it was always on the little, you know that roundy bit on your ankle? Just like... Oh. She had great aim. Very precise. She'd have made a great hurler, actually, when I think about it. Now, every day she made me make a big pot of stew. But it seemed that whenever I was about to finish the stew... When it was at its yummiest, she'd send me to the shops. Would you go out and go down and get the messages? Go on. If you're not out of here in five minutes flat, you get a lick of the shillelagh. Now you'd swear she was trying to get rid of me. And when I was a good half mile down the road, it was like she would let someone into the house. Some secret boyfriend, maybe. I'd never hang around to see, because if I was laid back, I'd have another whack of that stick. I'd traipse the 20 mile round trip and come back home to a bowl of porridge. I'd be glad of it after the walk, but I never did get a taste of what I'd made in the pot. There was always a horrible smell when I got back to the house, you know? I must have been doing something wrong, because Santa never ever brought me anything decent. Maybe some chocolate and I'd just be let off cleaning for the day, you know? I mean, what was I doing to deserve it? We all know Santa and his crows all around Ireland are keeping an eye on the lot of us. I'd chop the wood and do any number of tasks around the place. Now, as desperate as my situation was, I trucked on and imagined what it would be like to 
live somewhere else, maybe partying all the time, with much less work than what I was doing. Though it was 10 miles to the shop, on foot, it was only six as the crow flies. I mean, I could cut through the fields in half the time of the journey. But we all know in Ireland, you never go by the fields for two reasons. Number one, you get your feet soaked. And number two, is that it can be incredibly dangerous. Going past all those fairy mounds, dancing pookas. Ah, be jabbers, I love a good old dance. And God knows what else. It was safer to stick to the road. My grandmother had warned me about leprechauns especially. Don't you go chatting to any leprechauns. One day, facing the horrific trip to the shops, this time for two bales of briquettes, and you know they're heavy. I'd had enough with the trek and the porridge and the whole shebang. I decided to take the law into my own hands. I hadn't much to lose though. I went over the gate into the field. Like a mad thing. I was about three fields deep into the countryside, and I hadn't seen much. I passed a friendly owl lad, actually, in a pair of trousers and a cardigan, and a big beardy head on him. Good afternoon. Fierce wet feet you have there. Same as myself. We both politely commented on how wet our feet were, and continued on our way. It was then, walking along... I heard this awful ruckus and I looked down into the ditch and I just I just couldn't tell what I was looking at at all. There was all fur and hair and skin and rough spun fabric kind of milling around in like a, a tiny ball like and as I stood there and looked longer I realised it was a tiny man in a rustic rough spun outfit wrestling with a hair. Now, I'd never seen the like of it before. The hair was wearing the finest little handmade saddle. Leather saddle. And the tiny man was trying to get a bridle onto the hair, but the hair was having none of it, and escaped, running out between the man's legs. There was a little hairy leprechaun staring straight at me, out from under his bum. Now... There are rules surrounding the finding of the leprechaun. If you catch a leprechaun and hold on to him, he has to tell you where he keeps his massive stash of treasure. But if you take your eyes off him for a second, (laughs) he'll disappear and escape. And you'd be lucky to see one again in your lifetime. But the golden rule is, do not harm a hair on its head or something awful will come of it. I needed this. All the miserable times. The wax on the ankle. Polishing those stupid undersized shoes for Christmas. Why did she have so many shoes? There was no way I was going to let them go. The one rule is that you must not harm a hair in its head. But I was desperate. This was my way out. I dived and I grabbed him and I said to him, Tell me where the treasure is. Why would I know anything about your Christmas presents? What? Christmas presents? What are you on about? This must be one of his tricks, I thought. Your grandmother's a leprechaun. Now, though my grandmother 
was not much crack and a surly woman with a great work ethic and quite small, you never, ever say anything about anyone's grandmother. I saw Red and I was holding him and I squeezed his tiny little nose just a bit just to get him to cop on. He said, Ah, why are you doing that? I said, Tell me where the treasure is. We can do this the easy way or the hard way. He said, I'll show you where your Christmas presents are. I said, Christmas presents? Stop trying to trick me, you little devil. And then I gave him a good shake. Just to get him to come to his senses. Now, he wasn't talking, so I needed to break his spirit. I rolled up his little rough spun sleeve and his tiny little freckled arm and I gave him a little tiny Chinese burn like that. Now a tiny tear rolled down his cheek onto his beard and he said, Oh, you're a bad man. Come with me and I'll show you where the treasure is. He directed me to a hawthorn tree near a ditch about three fields away. There was a hole in the ditch under the tree. He said, Put your arm in there and you'll get exactly what it is you've been looking for today. Now I knew if I took my eyes off him, he'd just (gasps) disappear. So I held him firmly with one hand and I reached in under the tree, into the dark. And rather than feeling any gold coins, I felt my arm slip into something gooey. Something slimy. And then I felt a little pinprick on my arm. And then another. Oh, it really started to hurt. And then it was so sore, I just dropped the leprechaun. And I pulled my arm out. And I found that there was a beehive on the end of my arm. And my arm was dripping with golden honey. And and me swarmed by bees. I didn't see the leprechaun. But I heard him say... Well, it's gold, isn't it? I ran the length of the field and I plunged into this pool of water to escape the bees. Now, there I was, soaked with so many stings that my right arm was swollen up like a pink inflated rubber glove. You know those ones you used to wash the dishes? Now, when I got home, to say my grandmother was enraged was an understatement. I was sent to bed without any porridge. I'd learned my lesson, though. And now I was happy with my lot. I kept at the old chores and cleaning the shoes and getting the messages. And I'd a fine set of legs on me from all the walking. I kept thinking of the poor leprechaun who I'd hurt. I knew it wasn't nice. I was familiar with the whack of the stick. So why would I ever do that to someone else? But one thing he said. He knew where my Christmas presents were. What was he talking about? Time passed and I just couldn't get it out of my head. I didn't want any trouble, but I just had to know. I went to the spot across the fields where I'd found him. And as I got closer, I heard the... Sure enough, there he was. He pointed his little hammer at me and he said, If you come near me, I'll magic inside out. Now, I knew what he was capable of. I threw my hands up and I said, Look, I just have to know. What was it you were saying about my Christmas presents? He stopped tapping. He turned, looked at me, smiled, and he said, 
<laughs> You've no idea, do you? He pointed to the mound across the fields, and he said, Tonight, when it's dark, I'll meet you there. I'll show you where your Christmas presents are. Now, fairy mounds are dangerous spots, as we all know, but there are rules that go with them. Steer clear, basically. You see, the fairy folk are said to need humans present, or human stuff, to go about their business. So they're forever trying to trick you back to their gaff. If you find yourself back in a fairy hill, have as much crack as you like, drink as many minerals as you want. But whatever you do, don't eat the food, or you'll be stuck there forever. Doesn't sound too bad to me. But if I was to put a foot wrong, like I did with the leprechaun, who knows what they do to me? I didn't want any trouble, but I had to know. That night, it was dark. I'd no torch, but I found the leprechaun by listening to his... He took me by his tiny hand and led me to the fairy mound. But it didn't look like it did in the day. There was these little windows and it was all lit up and you could hear music. We went up and peeked in the window. First of all, I noticed how dirty it was inside. It was all rubbish and stacks of plates and empty cans of minerals. And they'd all their Christmas decorations up and Halloween decorations up and birthday party decorations all at the same time. Now, the place was full of these smaller people, all dressed in, like, lovely clothes with tiny shoes on. Very similar to the ones I'd been cleaning the whole time. They were all having great crack. But with all of my Christmas presents, one of them with a remote control car, one with my BMX, could have done with that for the trips to the shop. One lad had built a small replica of Croke Park with my Lego. Now, I turned to the leprechaun. And I said, what in the name of the puka is going on here? He said, your grandmother's a leprechaun. Now, I could not believe he brought me all this way just to insult me. I felt the rage building again, but I kept my cool. And he said, no, your grandmother is actually a leprechaun. She makes shoes for this lad here. A long time ago, when you were a beautiful little baby. She saw this lot had nicked you. She was delivering their shoes. She saw you. They had you just sitting there on the sofa in filthy clothes. They had fed you some birthday cake so you'd be trapped here forever. Just so they could go about their dancing and their non-stop partying. Your grandmother, who isn't your grandmother but is actually a leprechaun, she felt sorry for you for living in such a tip. She cut a deal with the fairies. That they had free shoes the rest of your life. And she delivers them a pot of food made by you to keep them going every day. We live in these wild, distant places. She had a ruin of a cottage in her field. And she made it as nice as she could for you to live. It all made sense now. My grandmother's tiny size. The Blackthorn Shillelagh. Her excellent work ethic. The pots of gorgeous food I could never eat. He said, She gave up the hardest thing it is for a leprechaun to give up. Collecting more treasure. Do you know why? Because with you, she said, she had all the treasure she needs. And you? You're the little lad who calls in when I go to get the messages. Well, those shoes aren't going to make themselves. 
and with your grandmother for going her fee to keep you out of that kip. She needs all the help she can get. Why are all of my Christmas presents there? Santa knew where you were after your nick the first time. But the fairies are such a pack of devils. They thought it was a great old scam to get your presents every year and keep them for themselves. Why didn't my grandmother tell me any of this? Leprechauns are different. She makes a lot of sacrifices for your good and does a lot of work for you. You might not see it that way, but there's a lot of ways to show you care about someone without saying it. By just being there with you. We all show love differently. It's about reading between the lines. Take that fine pair of legs you have on you. What about them, I said, blushing. Well, would you have them if you didn't have to go to the shop every day? I realised that she had saved me from that awful fairy mound and a life surrounded by that awful gang. I really started to appreciate everything. I started to enjoy the jobs I was doing, enjoying our lovely clean house after seeing the state the fairy's house was in. I appreciated all the work my grandmother was doing. For me, my saviour. Not to mention the grand set of legs I had on me from walking to the shop. But I've learned to make shoes from her and my new leprechaun friend. The little fella, not my granny. Even if she is a leprechaun. And now that I'm selling the shoes, I've got the few bob to get some bits I like. And life's actually pretty good.